Welcome to Imperfect Allies. My name is Chris. And I'm Richie. And we're here to talk to each other about what it's like to be white and what it's like to be black in America. Our goal is to have a candid conversation about race and how it impacts and intersects our daily life, as well as our country. The episodes offered here are based around real, candid conversations that Chris and I have that are available if you support the show. From those conversations, we take a deep dive into topics that we discover to better empathize and understand ourselves and our American culture. If you like the show, please comment and subscribe and reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter at Allies Imperfect. Well, let's start the show. All right, welcome to Imperfect Allies. Uh, I'm Richie. And I'm Chris. That's right. And we are uh, we are your imperfect allies here to talk about what it's like being white, what it's like being black, what it's like being people in the United States. And man, uh, we got a spooky show tonight. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> about it today. Um, you know, uh, Halloween's upon us. It is a Halloween. It's a full moon in the Hall- on Halloween. Uh, it doesn't happen very often. And uh, so, Chris, what's on your what's on your mind this week? Man, I am all into the horror flicks, the horror films, the horror TV shows. And um, being a black man, I guess, you know, the number one black horror right now is all being provided by Jordan Peele. And Mm -hmm. uh, he has what? He has Us, he has Get Out and Lovecraft Country. And Mm -hmm. they all are interesting horror films that have or horror pieces that have racial undertones. Mm-hmm. that man they just feel so real even though it's all supernatural and crazy yeah yeah hey um i mean that's the that's the point of horror is to elevate the elevate the discussion i think at least in good horror elevate the elevate the the scenario so that the discussion can take place so you can kind of see you know this from this extreme example how how things how things work in real life See, I um, never knew that. I mm-hmm. I never connected with horror because it seemed ridiculous. I thought mm-hmm. it was I, I didn't understand the the real undertones. And I know like Freddy Krueger was about um, premarital sex, right? Uh, he was kind well, of killed. so. I mean, some of that stuff, yeah. So so you know, horror came out of like sixties um, and seventies film, and and a lot of it came out of um italy and and um there is this trope in horror of of someone who's pure so a pure person doesn't have sex a pure person doesn't do drugs or drink alcohol and and there's always in in those from the 60s through the 80s there is um this always going to be one person that is the pure person you know Mm. oftentimes it's a woman and oftentimes um she's called the final girl. Like everybody dies, everything's destroyed, but there's this one, you know, pure thing that escapes this unimaginable horror. And they, they escape it because um, they're smart or they escape it because they're lucky or, or they couldn't escape it if they had had premarital sex or done drugs (laughs) because those people die right, you know, first. Um, And I think a lot of, you know, I'm wondering, Chris, a lot of horror comes from a very white place, right? Um, black people die first. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a pretty, that that's a trope uh, that you can see over and over again, which is uh, any, 
and I, I don't know if this is my hot take, but like, I think it's different dies first. That's what mm -hmm. I think. So there's usually like a one, like one person that is different in some way from the group. And a lot of times that was black or it could be like they're, you know, whatever from a different country or a different mm -hmm. faith or something like that. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, it's a very, it's go ahead. Well, that, that's my take from it is mm -hmm. one. I think it's, I thought horror was absurd. I didn't get into the, the last girl and mm -hmm. the purity and I didn't connect with, you know, yeah, the black person dies first. And, you know, the only thing I would ever pull from horror films is, Oh yeah. Black people don't do that. Cause you know, if this was a horror film, I die in it. So I'm not, I'm not going that to that backwoods yeah. part. I'm not right. doing any of that, that white redneck stuff or whatever I might assume <laughs> it to be. Well, um, that's, that, yeah, that's facts, man. Because, you know, uh, the black people I know, they don't mess with haunted houses. They don't mess with ghosts. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, and oftentimes, because I don't either. Like, I don't either. And and oftentimes, like, I was talking to my, uh, another buddy, Chris. And he, you know, he's, I was like, we were talking about caves, going into a dark cave. He's like, black people are not going to explore that cave. <laughs> Hell no. i don't know why the, the the desire is there that's the first part i don't understand um i've yeah. splunked time and it was there was 15 of us so i felt very safe but but and we didn't go deep into the, the little cave it was more childish than anything but but yeah no i don't no no thank you <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean the same with the oceans the same with me like i don't mess with the ocean like i'll get in there sometimes but i don't i'm not <laughs> I'm not a fan of the ocean. My wife loves it. She's a mermaid. And yeah. um, I, I live on land. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's sharks in there, man. I'm <laughs> yeah. I watched uh I watched that stuff too early, you know. And uh and that's interesting because um, you know, as a kid, I, I was terrified of horror movies like Freddy Krueger, uh Jason, Michael Myers, those big three, or like Jaws. Um I could not handle that whatsoever like at all and all my friends were calling me all kinds of names because they wouldn't watch it and stuff like but even like fresh prince uh nightmare on my street i couldn't i couldn't mess with that song because <laughs> <it was, laughs> I, I knew what was coming and it was all freddy krueger and all this stuff and i was like nah mm -mm, nah nope. not messing Too with creepy. it nope mm -mm. <laughs> but as i as i've sort of grown up and confronted some of that stuff like i found a real uh, I think I found an appreciation for what I would consider like good horror and, and, and cause it, cause I think good horror can speak to societal things or even just interpersonal things that, um, and confront them in a way that drama or comedy, you know, can't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, that's what I feel is horror allows this supernatural pain and fear and tension mm -hmm. to be mm -hmm. present that you know dramas get into um but but comedies don't and i always see comedy as a, a real a mirror held up to society i've never seen horror that way and uh that was really cool to see horror in lovecraft country and if those of you who haven't seen lovecraft country it's a hbo show uh 10 episodes it's in its first season just ended um uh, but it's about a family during segregation uh the 40s 50s and 60s and um there's some supernatural things in their family 
And ironically, uh, the supernatural stuff and the cra- crazy stuff come from the black gene, uh, from the white genes in the yeah. in the family line. Which, yep. uh, if you if you don't know how black people feel, uh, <laughs> that's pretty clear right there. Well, and that so I, I I I'm trying to talk about it without spoiling it, right? But um, you know, I had an issue with it in that this black family was empowered by white magic Mm -hmm. Um, because historically, you know, um, Africa, Polynesia, Australia, Asia, Europe, they all have their own magical traditions. Mm -hmm. So all of that, like order of the new dawn or whatever it was, and that weird Christian pseudo Christian imagery, that's all Western. That's all European. Those are European grimoires. Like Mm -hmm. it's a, um, you know, based off of, um, the injection of Christian, uh, sort of, uh, uh, what, what's the word? Of, yeah. Culture into pagan tradition mm-hmm. and like trying, you know, so that happened in Africa that happened in Europe that happened in, you know, the West and stuff like that. And I, and I, cause, because there's such a rich tradition of black magic <laughs> and not mm-hmm. like black magic, like, uh, evil witches and stuff, but like, you know, there's um, Yoruba Ifa, there's Vodun, there's Voodoo, there's all these, all of these like sort of magical systems that are, uh, have a long history uh, and tradition and a long history of potency, mm-hmm. like uh, that, that these systems, like these folks, this really works. And for, to see a black family, like, oh, we're part white and we're getting white magic was like, it just seemed tone deaf to what <laughs> yeah. sort of is happening at the same time i'm i'm willing to be wrong because i just i trust jordan peele like i trust him as a director and as a producer and the lady that wrote it like you know she's not uh i don't think she's trying to say that or like that's i don't know but i think she's trying to maybe address those things in the show um, so did you get it the, yeah I, the way i see that uh is there are two types of um african diaspora people in america um, there are African diaspora people who have a connection to African roots and have mm-hmm. a connection to this lineage and these these cultures that have that long tenure that you're talking yeah. about. And then there's a lot of us that don't have a single connection to anything other than what mm-hmm. white people have given us. Yeah. And that's not to say that we are hand and feet, you know, begging for something. Right. That's not what I mean by that. Yeah. What I mean is our experience is black it's american black it, it doesn't go mm-hmm. further than when the ships docked and slavery mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know i'm here for our listeners i'm actually in san antonio texas where my grandparents live and uh, my grandparents are getting up in age and uh ill and so we've been doing ancestry stuff and digging and yeah. i can only go back to uh to four generations right so yeah. my dad my grandpa my great grandpa and my great great grandpa. That's it stops there. And yeah. that is slavery right there. And after yeah. that, the the Beasley name is plantation. And so, mm. you know, my history literally stops there. I don't have all that tenure. And yeah. so hearing this this story of, you know, what you got from the white magic, that is a a black American story because mm. our experience starts with the white evil magic of slavery yeah. and um wow. and it's just very real that that's 
that is the reality of our situation here. So I hear what you're saying, but I think that that's a different look at it. That's great, man. No, that's, that's really eye opening because it makes, and it makes sense in the show, like what they were doing because the, the, and I use white, not as Caucasian, but like white, I mean, they were full on white people, like Mm -hmm. capitalist cutthroat. I'm going to, doesn't matter who I kill or what I'm to get what I want. Mm -hmm. And, um, the folks that were sort of fighting, um, against that, they were trying to save the family. They're trying to reckon, you know, restore things and reconcile and, um, you know, it was a whole different motivation. So taking whatever that was that was handed, uh, and, and doing something better with it. I think mm-hmm. that's a good, that's a good message, man. And I, I, I didn't, I don't think I saw that. I think I, I think I was looking past that a little bit because, um, you know, that's, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, in a, in a first show, first couple shows I'd made mention of like, um, well, we were talking about Africa and just kind of um, Afrocentric thought and philosophy. Mm-hmm. And I made mention of like, Oh yeah, you know where you come from. Well, that's, that's just, you know, you're, but you're, you're finding that like, no, I did stops at some point. It stops mm-hmm. because, you know, we were kidnapped and, 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 and so, um, I don't know. I just wanted to point that out that like, that there is definitely a, um, a hurdle to cross to get, to get reconnected, you know, with, if you wanted to get, you know, reconnected with your ancestral roots. And I, and I have, I've been doing the same ancestry stuff and I'm, I'm having, I can go back further at the same time. Like, I, I mean, vaguely, vaguely, uh, German and, and like I did like DNA tests and stuff and they're like Northwest Europe. Mm-hmm. That's where we know you, you know? And so it's like, um, uh, you know, even, even, even knowing, knowing more, I still don't know en- enough or to, no. to know. Cause, cause a lot of these, a lot of these, this magic, especially magical traditions, they come from the land. Like they come from the place they're geographical. Mm-hmm. Like, and so, um, you know, while Yoruba has its own thing, there's, there's, uh, uh, Oh man, what's the, I think it's Ebo. They have their own, religion in Nigeria and own sort of tradition and all that stuff. It's different in the, in the, the voodoo in West Africa is different than the voodoo in Haiti. And so like, there's all these like, you know, but it has to do with your people being there in that place, you know, that's yeah. a big part of it. And, and we're so spread out and, or, or, you know, our families have been kidnapped and uh, enslaved at some point that, um, you know, it's hard to find that. And so I think with Christianity that, if that's what I have, you know, what do you, make what do you work. do with that? Yeah. Make it work, make it work. And so, um, I mean, I see that in like, in, in black churches that the, um, some of the, there is some carryover from sort of the communal lifestyle, uh, in the East or in Africa that's been brought over and you see that see reflections of that, even in modern black church, you know? Yeah. Um, but it isn't, it, it, it doesn't feel true to what uh, many people might go to these shows and look for. I think mm-hmm. uh, a lot of white viewers, right, they they are looking for that kind of true connection to what you hear of Africa and all these things. And um, we forget that black is a unique experience. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's 
it's the American black is unique. And, you know, I don't yeah. know what a British black person goes through, but, but the, the story in, in Lovecraft country is the unique American black story and yeah. the levels that I connected with it every single episode. Um, there's an episode that goes to Korea that is about humanity, which I connected mm-hmm. with completely and loved it. Um, but just the, the, every single episode spoke to me in such a way that I had never seen be portrayed in, um, uh, black pieces or any, any docu-series or just yeah. anything at all. And so, um, you know, try not to, to spoil the show at all, but there are some emotional trauma that you experience um, in dealing with the whiteness of the world. And Mm -hmm. this show explains it in a way that these characters have, um, have, there's a word, they have the ability to fight back and overcome Mm -hmm. by harnessing what they have, harnessing the resources they have, even if they came from these white people Mm-hmm. harness it make the most out of it and do good with it mm-hmm. and um one thing i thought was really interesting and beautiful about it is you have in the black community you have this idea that we need to get rid of everything that the white person has built sure we need to tear it down we need to not use it because it's all immoral and mm-hmm. this show doesn't necessarily take that path right because this is technically our birthright i mean if if you are descendants of a slave as i am Mm -hmm. if you are if you have that history then this is part of your birthright it is you are american do something with that you know and um i i just i fell in love with the main character especially but but just the whole family and their endless need to protect each other even if the way they protect each other is wrong but um it, it was it was use use what they giving you use their yeah. their weapons against them i kind of uh, yeah and i don't want that to sound um like uh trying to start a revolution but if you watch the show you you'll quickly understand yeah i mean i think so and i think i think you're i think you're onto something um because it's a uniquely like being black in america is a unique experience to any other world being white in america is different than other places in the world too um you know like uh, you know, uh, African people don't see white people the same as black people in America see black. I mean, for the, by and large, I think that would be yeah. true um, because they don't have the same. I mean, South Africa might be an exception, but like we just don't have the same history. You know, we don't have the same the same stuff. And so to see a show that is so uniquely American, I think um, I think it's a, I think you're right. It's a great reflection. And, and you, you've helped kind of level set me a little bit about about what they were doing with what they had. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, one of the, one of the themes of the show was, um, one of the, one of the main sort of ensemble cast was she could be white anytime she wanted to be. Mm. I was really curious about, about what that was like to watch. And I don't know. It was a painful painful episode. Okay. Um, uh, it's painful because um, the thought, the idea, the 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 playing with the thought or the idea that you being something you're you're not, we all struggle with it, right? Mm-hmm. You know that that's a human thought. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so when you identify what it is that you want to change about yourself, that's often dangerous to to kind of play with. And so in the black community, the thought of being white is a real thought because it's just like, what would it be like? Mm-hmm. And it and to get that taste and yeah. to see the things that you deal with fall away, mm-hmm. that would be addicting. That would yeah. be unsurmountable, I feel like, in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um and and so that episode was so moving because the character is struggling with their own self-identity and yeah. the reality that the world is giving them totally different feedback now. Yeah. Completely different feedback. And so yeah. you're not crazy. It's it's real. And yeah. and so what do you do with that? Do you be yourself who God intended you to be or do you perpetrate and be whitewashed, you know, mm. for lack of a better word, and mm that the world treats you better if you are whitewashed yeah and 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 the black community struggles with that i struggle with that um Mm. because i actually don't think i i i don't think that i'm whitewashed in any way but i've been told i'm whitewashed i think i'm just myself and uh, if anybody knows me and they follow me on facebook uh, i posted a photo of my dad in Mm. school Uh, (laughs) i love that photo man i maybe want to meet your dad right away (laughs) He's like, I know what's up. Like it was just like <laughs> on his face. Are you kidding me right now? Like, look at this. Look at this. Look at, uh, it's, it's just, and so, uh, for oh, those man. who who don't uh, have me on Facebook, I posted a photo of my dad. And there's about in in the photo you can't tell this, but in uh, in the photo I post you can tell. But there's about thirty two students in this class, and mm-hmm. one of them is black. And just the look of my dad's face kind of just you want to know what the hell is this kid thinking right mm-hmm. now? Yeah. Cause um, it's just such a intriguing photo. And that's my dad's whole life experience until mm-hmm. maybe 30 something. Oh, my wow. dad, my dad experienced whitewashedness as just normal. Yeah. And, you know, my grandparents did not come from that. They came from segregation. Uh, and then they, but they went to the military where they integrated a little sooner. And, mm-hmm. and so, my family's experience on on the Beasley side is very much American. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so I don't like using whitewash because it's just American. Yeah. But when people see how I act and how we act and, you know, my dad runs into trouble in black communities because he doesn't walk the way they walk. He doesn't talk the way they talk. And if the caption yeah. on my on the photo was no wonder my dad can't dance. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it goes to say like, he did not grow up with the going to the the um, little juke joint in town where they're mm-hmm. dancing um, in the way black culture dances. And and so all those little intricacies of culture that you don't get, it makes you American or it makes you less of what people deem as black. And, mm-hmm. and so it, it comes off as whitewash. And in the community, those people are said to be fronting or faking. And so... Mm-hmm this episode she is faking she is yeah. you know walking around um with a lie yeah but the lie works the lie behooves her in in ways externally maybe not internally and self-esteem wise right but um but that that's a painful episode um and th- there's a part where she sheds her skin and it's just so visceral and painful mm-hmm. and emotional and and that part right there just said yes that's that is what it's like if you if you aren't whitewashed and you are judged for how you just are. It's mm-hmm. painful, and if mm-hmm. you 
or perceived to be whitewashed and you're judged for how you are. And it's like, look, I, this is just who I am. It, it, it's painful. And yeah. Um, I, yeah, that's such a good, such a good episode. If you have not seen it. Oh my God. You have to. Yeah. Have to. Yeah. And my takeaway from it and uh, tell me what you think about this. Like she was already, she was already a whole person. Like, so she was a strong person, a strong character. She had a complete understanding of her identity and it was, and it was so tempting to throw that away just for the relief of being treated in a humane way, walking down the street. I mean, that, that to me was the most, like, was the saddest, um, the saddest part of it was like, you know, the cost there, there almost wasn't a cost high enough to get some relief from that, um, oppression. And right. I mean, yeah, Whatever I mean, I, it is, I'll, pay, I'll pay it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and eventually she, you know, she, she uses that again to do what she needs to do, uh, in some mm-hmm. way. And we can judge what that was or, you know, good or bad, but at the same time, like, she was fighting back, you know, fighting mm-hmm. back in a way that was vicious, but it was, it was, it's not any less, you know, and if you, there's a pretty, there's a pretty visceral, um, scene at the end of that episode. And it's, um, it's pretty disturbing mm-hmm. at the same time. It's not disproportionate. <laughs> right. And that's right. the thing is like, you, we, white people that look at that episode realize that that scene is proportionate to what she's gone through her whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause that was so horrific. And like, to, at least to me, I was like, Oh my God, like this is, wow. you know, there's, cause I've seen a couple of scenes like that in those movie and movies and stuff. And it, every time it's like, Oh man, I can't handle this, you know, yeah. at the same time, like it, it wasn't disproportionate. And I think that was, that was important to, to take away like, or to, um, to realize, you know, that's because, huge. And- yeah. And the 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 introduction to the sh- to the episode, um, she's she's white and she bumps into this black kid and she's mm-hmm. she's at wrong. Yeah. But the way the cops show up and they're there to protect her and it is that that the opening was so intriguing and mm-hmm. the the episode is called a strange case, which is mm-hmm. named after um the strange case of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Yeah. And um. It, if you know anything about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you you instantly get the episode. Yeah. And so, you know, I loved how that connection was there because that's that's kind of the experience. And mm-hmm. so hearing the black version of it. And um you you get this feeling throughout the whole series of Lovecraft Country, is it's taking all the maybe not American, but all the stories that we know and love and making them black. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a there's an Indiana Jones episode. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, man. Yeah, and, and you just felt it. You just like, oh my god! And yeah, it was just all black, and and mm. I just I just fell in love with every every different episode because they they all had their own um, movie that they were riffing off of or genre mm. that they were riffing off of where black people were excluded. And yeah, I I adamantly don't watch many movies past nineteen ninety maybe eighty <laughs> because okay. after that it's white and yeah. it's like. Nah, I'm good. I don't. Yeah, and that's that's true, man. I mean, that's and and to see, to see the black experience on screen like that, and in a a kind of crazy way, like and and I think, I think Tyler Perry does a really good job of this too. Like a lot of a lot of his stuff, um, 
well, some of it's silly and some of it's like, you know, it's a very specific voice. I mean, he's very specific. Um, but I just watched, um, oh, what was it called? It was good though. Uh, it was like a murder mystery kind of thing. <clears throat> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and, and as I watch more, uh, more black cinema or just, uh, shows, TV shows and stuff like that, like it's, it reminds me of growing up in the eighties and nineties because, that's what was on TV. Like, I, you know, like that's what I grew up with. Like, you know, I grew up with reruns of Sanford and Sutton, what's happening. Uh, and then, you know, watched, um, you know, different strokes or Webster or, uh, the Cosby show or a different world, or, you know, later on, you know, uh, hanging with, hanging with Mr. Hooper, like yeah. or hanging with, was it, was it Mr. Yeah, hanging with Mr. Cooper? Oh, Cooper, yeah. Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, those kind of like, that was just part of, what was out there. And so it felt like very much like the black experience was being shown and like, Hey, we're part of America too. And in fact, we're the, some of the top rated shows that are around. Yeah. Um, but then there amazing. was a clear cutoff in the early two thousands. Clear, clear. I watched a thing about uh, the UPN and CW and how all that yeah. sort of took place and everything. And like, and um, you know, the, the folks that are watching Star Trek weren't watching Living Single, so we're going to cut Living Single <laughs> or whatever, you know, to whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, to see that stuff, I don't know that it it's probably gone out of the mainstream. I'm, I'm sure because I'm sure there are, are black filmmakers and people that are putting together shows throughout that time. It just wasn't in the pop culture, you know, the music was the music. I mean, hip hop has taken over pop culture, but, um, in film and television, there's a, and then there's a, there's definitely a difference because, uh, hip hop is, uh, you know, a lot of it is real specific to areas. So West coast is, you know, they're, they're of course like Oakland and uh, has a particular sound as at Los Angeles, as Houston has a, you know, Atlanta and New York, like those are, sort of you can tell each one uh detroit has the chicago like they all have different sounds um and and seemed um yeah they, they kind of uh at least in my experience or what i've listened to no it's just the truth like a lot of the reporting was like gang reporting yeah you know, like this is hard like we're living a hardcore life and um when there was the, that experience, like the black experience was much broader than that. Like much more. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and the films for yeah. the nineties and eighties displayed those things. And I'm, I don't know why it cut out like that. Um, and well, even films weren't that good. Uh, it was more television. I feel yeah. like eighty uh, films, you know, you had Spike Lee and, and, and people producing, yeah. um, but, but the, the ebbs and flows of getting good quality black content was just, you know, rife with times of, of you just got to watch white people. And there's not yeah. like black community doesn't, it's not that we don't have a, a problem with white people or anything like that. It's, it's more or less just your story and being able to connect with it. And I did not know the levels of connecting with a show. Like I've been experiencing mm. when I watch black shows mm. and, you know, I never liked Indiana Jones. Um, it's mm. it seemed cool, but I but I I just could not get with it. It just didn't seem like why is he doing all this work for this stuff? <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand. It seems yeah. a little extra to me. But then watching this episode, that's Indiana Jones esque. 
It's like, yo, get it, get it. Oh, watch out. Oh, what? Whoa, whoa. Like my heart's racing. Yeah. I'm so into it. And it's yeah. like, it instantly hit me like, oh, this is why they watch Indiana Jones. Mm. Uh, and so I, I just was so thankful of oh, a opportunity for me to be in on that joke yeah. that I've this whole time. You know yeah. what I mean? I do, man. I mean, I think I represent, well, I'm starting to at least. The representation matters representation matters because you know honestly like as much um as much uh like black voices as i've uh, listened to over the last half a year or so like i look for white people i mean i'm gonna be honest like i look for where are the white folks in this just because mm-hmm. um i don't know <laughs> if that's good or bad or what but like um I, oh there's one okay he, uh, he's all right or you know yeah. oh, he's a devil okay yeah well that makes sense <laughs> you know uh because i uh yeah i mean i i I think i get a little bit of of that a little bit of understanding at least that like you just look for you look for people that look for it look like you you know and and have your same experience and there's no white story from the 50s told from a white's perspective that that is going to talk about the black experience in any sort of positive way. Like even the, even the attempts of it, like green book or driving miss Daisy or like these attempts, I mean, black people, the, the response that I've heard at least is like, you're missing. <laughs> yeah. Is, we're not, we don't need a white savior. We don't need some, <laughs> no. uh, we don't need to see another magical black man save the day. Like that's not. <laughs> yeah. And that, and I think I they, uh they kind of that's this show flips that on its head Mm. right a lot of times the magical black man is to be sacrificed for the white person to make it to their destiny or whatnot and this show flips that on its head and mentioning the green book you know the green book is a major piece in this show Mm -hmm. it's kind of their their company's their their family's job is to write this book Mm. and and to travel and get that out and you know i'm here with my grandparents and my grandma, because they came, they left Mississippi right away, smartly oh, enough. Wow. Um, they they got married. Um, my grandpa went to two years of college and then got went into the Marines, and um, or he actually ended up going into the Air Force, but he started as going into the Marines. But he instantly traveled to Wyoming. Oh wow! Uh, so he's in Wyoming in the fifties, uh, mm-hmm. and. I asked, how'd y'all get there? Because one, Wyoming has what, 5% black now? What yeah. was then? Mm-hmm. And how'd you get there? And, and my grandma was like, oh, we used the, uh, uh, I think it's called the Green Book. Yeah, we just used the Green Book to get around. I was like, wow. y'all use that? Wow. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's how we knew where to go. I was like, yo, I'm I'm yeah. learning about this right now, grandma. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just so real. It is real, man. Wow. And so close. You know what I mean? Like, so close. Uh, that's so wild that's so wild Um, and so i just i and and that's what i loved about this for me my grandfather uh served uh not in korea but during korea um and so he happened to be in japan um Mm -hmm. and so there's an episode in korea and he was working in japan doing comms for that war um and so there's just so much of that experience that that is my my family story and um, they have the Tulsa riots in mm-hmm. Lovecraft country. And yeah. I asked my grandmother, you know, you were alive during this time. Did you know about that? And she was like, no, I wasn't in Tulsa. So yeah. That makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there's tons of people that, you know, 
did not even experience uh, the Tulsa riots and, um, you know, the the atrocities of the that were done onto the black community did not impact like everyone. And so, you know, my grandma's point of view is very much of, yeah, I know those bad things are happening and they happened to us, but we did not let that stop us. And we kept going and we, and you know, we just, she sees racism as a reality, not a, not a oppressive force. It's it's a windy day. And that day you have to deal with the wind. And uh, it's just, it's an interesting perspective on it. And and I think that's the family, the Lovecraft family. They're dealing with racism every day mm-hmm. on the show, but they have, they're actually fighting something totally different outside of racism. Yeah. The whole entire show. Yeah, like, they're not fighting racism. They're fighting this big bad, and I love that. Yeah, yeah, and and it it reminded me too of them not knowing about Tulsa, like because Tulsa squashed it because they didn't talk about it. Nobody talked about it. That's true at the time. And, and that's why Emmett uh, till was such a huge deal uh, because that stuff yeah. had been going on since then. Oh. And it was the first time in national news that picked it up, you know, and yeah. it's just, and it's, we see reflections of that in George Floyd and that like, this is the first time people are real. We see what's happening. We see, mm-hmm. this is what's happened and we can't not, you know, can't not see it. It's the same with the Vietnam war. Like when we started seeing the Vietnam war, people were like, no, that like yeah. <laughs> we got to yeah. stop this. Um, yeah, uh, that's, that's interesting that I, I, and I, I think I would have assumed that she, that, that they would have known about it, but that makes sense that they didn't. You don't know. And, um, but, and, and, uh, there's the very first episode I think is the one that makes you have to watch the whole season, mm-hmm. uh, because there's a 25 mile an hour car chase that is so gripping. Oh my and gosh. So yeah. Painful. And yeah. like not painful as in. It's just you, you're scared. You Mm -hmm. literally are scared the whole Mm -hmm. car chase and they're going 25 miles an hour. Yeah. And uh, that episode is called sundown. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what sundown means, it means, you know, it's not safe for you after dark, right? This, if, if the sun sets on you, you probably won't survive the night. Right. And so the the family is in the sundown County and the cops are chasing them Mm -hmm. uh, and they have to get out of town before the sun goes down but they can't break the law and the speed limit is 25 miles an hour. And that was just, Oh, I love that episode. Yeah. And it was really that that's interesting. Cause, uh, uh, when they, I don't want to give it away. So spoiler alert, if you guys haven't seen the show, skip forward to 30 seconds or so. But, um, you know, when they, they actually made it, they did everything they were supposed to do and still they got caught and still like whatever, you know, there was a, this, we're not going to, it doesn't matter if you do everything right, we're still going to get you. And what was great about the, um, like the Cthulhu mythos stuff, like all the HP Lovecraft stuff was those things didn't care about any of that shit. That's true. Only obeyed the, the, the people that were in command and anybody can be in command. I mean, if you had, you know, that family had just as much right to command those creatures as the white people did. So it wasn't about, um, you know, who you were as far as like race stuff, it was just, um, it was just whoever, whoever's in control of that can control it. And it, I don't know, that was, that, that was interesting to me. Like, is that a solution? <laughs> well, so this, this is the argument and this mm-hmm. is the argument that the black community has in spades and, and many people do. And this kind of goes to Jared Kushner, 
Uh, he he's Jerry Kushner, uh, the son-in-law to Donald Trump, mm-hmm. spoke out, and he, on the Houston Chronicle reported that he said if the the black community has to want to be successful. Mm. Um, my my uh, President Trump has done things to help them. They have to want to be successful. And the reason I'm making the connection here is because if you know if you don't know about the magic, then you don't have a chance, right? Right. But if the if you know about the magic, you can wield it. There is no racial divide on the magic, yeah. right? The people around you might be racist to you, mm-hmm. but technically the system, the capitalism, or or whatever the magic is, mm-hmm. that thing doesn't ha- that doesn't have judging eyes based on race. And yeah. so, is that a solution? Mm-hmm. Be, it is the white man's magic. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you can wield it, and the magic knows no different. Yeah. That's true. I mean, <laughs> and so that argument is is it's just so frustrating because I can I can explain that to my fellow Black Americans, and they're like, "But it's the white devil's magic. Why would you even mess with that?" Mm-hmm. It's like because it works in this country. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm tired of things not working for me, so I'm going to wield it because I mm-hmm. I now know it exists, mm-hmm. and that's how I feel about individualism and capitalism all together. Yeah. Is it it's this magic that actually yields results. Mm. Mm. that's good man wow that's really really interesting that's cool how deep the show got to you man <laughs> i love yeah. that it's like making you think about all that stuff because it's making me think I, was, too. I was wrapped up and 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 uh the episode in korea um is it's so much about accepting that all of us are monsters every oh, yeah. single one no matter what who you are what you do here but it also mentions our realities make us so we so like we're yeah. not born monsters, right. but our reality makes us monsters, and so it doesn't do you any good to judge the other monsters that, that and call them more monstrous. Yeah, um, it, it actually behooves you to love us each other as monsters, as as the best we can be. Yeah. And so you know, I look at that and I say, yes, I know I'm a monster. I know I I I have negative things about me, mm-hmm. um, but. I'm not going to judge you for that. I'm going to do the best I can. And I'm going to wield this magic that we all have the opportunity to wield mm. if we so choose. If yeah. you don't know about it, that's different. And that's an educational thing and getting that magic out there and stuff like mm. that. So so if you were ignorant to it, I'm, I don't cast judgment there because I was ignorant. What? How long were we doing this podcast? <laughs> I was ignorant before we started. Yeah. Um, but now I just want to spread the magic and, and, and help <laughs> other people understand it. But at the I, i'm the white devil at that point to some mm, people yeah 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 and I, I i mean i think there's something there too I, I mean i agree like that whole idea of um being the person that you see in each other so the two the couple they were both one was literally quite literally a monster the other the other had done monstrous things right like horrible i mean yeah. things you know and um at the same time, seeing the good in the other person and, and wanting to draw that out and wanting to feed that, you know, like there's mm-hmm. all there's, I mean, I think this crosses lots of different traditions, but the idea of two wolves, we all have two wolves that you feed, mm-hmm. you know, there's one that's, they're both hungry, but one is always just corrupt and it kills whatever. It doesn't matter. It's the worst part of us. And then there's one that waits to be fed or waits to be nourished and, um, and it's it's which one do you feed you know which one do you feed uh do you feed that that uh sort of evil one or whatever it is that's just going to take whatever it can and and not get past survival or are you going to 
you're going to feed the one that it may develop slower, but it's going to build a, you know, I mean, we wolves mate for life. They're going to build a family. They're going to build connection. They're going to build part of the, they're going to build a pack, you know, and the other one's not. Um, so. And it's hard because the people around you might not be telling you the right one to feed. And Mm -hmm. that's, I, you know, I just, I, I'm so, you know, the reason we started interviewing other people was we were kind of overbeared with the weight of the world in a way. Mm -hmm. Uh, we see the problem, but there's no way to educate anyone on it mm-hmm. unless they see the unless they can see both sides. And then mm-hmm. you can't see both sides. It's impossible to see the problem. Yeah. And um, and and so being in that position has been so heavy because I want to feed somebody the 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 right wolf, but they they don't even know that that wolf exists in them and. Mm-hmm. And so I, I look crazy and mm. I look like the white devil or, or whatever it may be. Sure. You, know, you might look like your race trader and yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Race trader or like, uh, I mean, I haven't, I haven't really been called anything by black folks, mostly white folks, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. But like, you know, as I, as I sort of continue to love and connect with black culture and try to you know be a part of it as i can like i'm sure there are people that are like yeah you yeah, no place here or get you know get out like mm-hmm. um you know so man yeah. this just made me remember so i was probably let's say i went to a spurs basketball camp with two of my friends so we, we had to be in middle school and uh one of our bunk mates or two we had these two kids they're bunk mates and they were like from I want to say Chicago or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they just, they were, (laughs) it's it's, instantly I was aware. I don't know what's wrong with Chicago, but I ain't trying to go. go (laughs) (laughs) They had this weird dance that they call it. And so they would just do their dance and say, web, 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 web. And I didn't know what it was. (laughs) We would make fun of that all the time. But one thing that they adamant were, they were adamant that they hate white people. They just, I can't stand them. Yeah. damn white people yeah and i i was blown away by the conviction that they had towards just white people in general mm-hmm. and the also irony was they were both mixed like like they yeah. were so light-skinned that I, they had to be mixed mm-hmm. uh, and so i i just I, I just was very confused about that but there are there is the level of hate and mm-hmm. um and that's on both sides for sure and um I, it's just i I find it ironic that in the black community, when we hear that, it's kind of like, yeah, those people, those people are there. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> but in the white community, you have, those people are the villains, right? They're almost, the the, the racist white people are, um, they're, they're the villains right now, mm. very clearly. And I think about those two kids and I never would have thought of them, even to this day, thinking back, I can't picture them as villains. I don't know mm. why. Mm-hmm. You know, they're clearly racist. Well, I mean, I think it's a, I mean, just my initial thought on that was the, the power dynamics are different. The power dynamics. And we don't, you know, I don't know if we talked about this a little on the show or not, but like, you know, a lot of people have said like, oh, well, that's, you know, if, if a black person calls a white person, a white devil or a honky cracker or whatever, they're like, that's racist. See, that's racist or affirmative action is racist or whatever this things is are. And I mean, I get the definition of racism being like judging somebody for their, for their race, like prejudging them or, 
but but the difference between um you know white white racism and whatever black people disparaging white people is white people are in power where 90 percent of the government or you know 70 or 80 percent of the corporate corporate world were mm-hmm. you know 70 plus percent or i mean 80 something percent of the population like you know so it's there's a lot of us and we've been in power and, and wielded that power incorrectly and and in evil ways and to there's that's the difference that's the difference yeah. is the history that comes along and i think there's i think black people are so connected with with our history as america and i think white people are trying to disassociate and disconnect from that history except mm-hmm. our quote-unquote heroes right um you know but we don't you know Run the jewels said it. Killer Mike said it. You know, slave masters on your dollar bills. Like that's that's real. You yeah. Know, we don't. White people don't talk about that. We don't acknowledge yeah. that at all. We, well, you know, I, you know, I, I had somebody say, well, George Washington really couldn't get rid of his slaves because he inherited them. I'm like, okay, I get that there are intricacies to the systems that were in place at the same time. It doesn't absolve them from. What people, because, you know, there are three or four founding fathers that were abolitionists. They're like, yeah. we've got to stop this right now. Ben Franklin. <laughs> and, um, and at the same time, like, um, well, I'm thinking like, I'm thinking of like John Adams and uh, mm-hmm. particularly, uh, he was pretty staunch. Like, we got to stop this. And the rest were like, look, this is not going to work if we don't have this. Uh, the South isn't going to, the Southern, their, their states are not going to or colonies or whatever are not going to come along. We're not going to be able to unite. And that unit, yet yeah, quote unquote unity was more important than, than sort of human seeing uh, people that are different color than you as human, you know, and we have, yeah. we don't acknowledge that as, as white people. We don't, we don't, we don't teach it in school anymore. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a weird, it's, you know, we have these weird black heroes for the white, white people like white people love to talk about Martin Luther King. They love to talk about uh, Booker T Washington. Um, and because they, they pull these like comfortable quotes from them or comfortable mm-hmm. ideologies, you know, you know, WBD boys and, and Booker T Washington fought, you know, through oh. their literature all the time because it, you know, they were like trying to solve the problem with two different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, at the same time, Booker T Washington was black, went to Africa. Like he was like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? So, but, but we pull these little things. We'll see, you no, know, but it's kind of what you're talking about, like a little bit, like kind of eschewing the oppressive systems and be like, look, you got to do it yourself kind of thing, which is true in some ways. At the same time, white people that are in charge of those systems, that's not for them. It's for them to break those systems down and, and provide equity, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least in my opinion. Yeah. Versus, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. And and it's tough, and and I I think it goes to the do you use the magic or do you do you not use the 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 magic right? And you know Booker T Washington and W. E. B. Du Bois had totally different opinions on how to handle that. Yeah. And um, I was looking again at my ancestry and my great 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 grandfather who fought he fought in the Civil War. Wow. Uh, um, uh, he fought in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Mm. And that's where he's they're they're from Mississippi, Copai, Mississippi, uh, or Copai County. And um, 
he also went through the Freedmen's Bureau Act. And wow. so my grandfather got, or my great, great grandfather got land through the Freedmen's Bureau, mm-hmm. went to the farm, mm-hmm. owned, um, rented the farm until uh, I think census of 1910, it went from ownership. Then he owned the farm Yeah, and then uh, his descendants on the farm. And, and that really set us up for generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was by, you know, using the magic that, the system, you know, provided at the yeah. time and, and, and not cursing the system. And I, I just really see a lot of, a lot of reality in that. And, you know, my grandparents are very individualistic and they have been very successful and it's not that they're keeping their nose down because when life happens, life happens. My grandma was talking about how she didn't go to the boy, bus riots or bus boycotts, but she sat in the front of the bus when she wanted. <laughs> and um, uh, she's not Rosa Parks or anything because she said the bus driver just looked at her crazy and then started driving. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, but yeah. but she did her own protesting in her own way. And mm-hmm. um and, and there's a lot of little stories like that that aren't these uh, burn it all down black people. And yeah. I think in this current generation, we we vilify some of those those um, freedom fighters in their own way, mm-hmm. if that makes. Sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, then, and and you know nobody's and that's the thing is that's that's what the show talked about. And and I guess this was the Lovecraft Country show. So that, <laughs> there's so much talk about in it. But like you know um, those the people that led those, like, so say civil rights groups, for instance, they weren't perfect men either. Right. You know, uh, they're, they're because we're all monsters in some way or form or fashion. Like we've all done mm-hmm. things or been a part of things that we're not proud of. And to vilify that person and not, and not take them as, as their whole self. I, I, I think there are some crimes where you lose access to society right. or parts of society. Um, and, and, and at the same time, I think we're too quick to say our mistakes are our whole person or mm-hmm. the things that we did under, under duress or in a survival situation are the whole person. And right. it's just not true. When, when you're fed and when you're full, uh, what do you do then? Are you trying to exploit people or are you trying mm-hmm. to help people? And we saw on the show when you're getting your needs met, oh, well, we're going to help people. Right. Um, That's huge. Yeah. And I, 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 I see that a lot. I don't know how to, I, I know for me, that's really hard to do because for so long it's been, it's been cut and dry and it was really easy to do when I was, when I was um, like an active Christian, because I could say, well, Christian's good, non-Christian's bad. And that's just an easy demarcation. And, you know, that worked above race and that worked above social status and, doesn't matter who you are. If you're a Christian, cool. We're good. And we're, you're, you're one of the good ones, whatever that is, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, but, um, as I'm finding the world is not, not as black and white, uh, or is not at all really. I mean, it really, it's, it's too complex to, to say that, um, you know, finding that I'm like, like the person that I followed, um, the world is full of people that have made mistakes and they're still good, decent. They've, they've got something to offer. They've got something to say. And, and, uh, there's value there. Now, of course there are, I, I do want to, cause people always go to like crazy, um, examples like rape or, you know, like pedophilia yeah. or some crazy thing like that. What about those people? There are crimes that 
that that we have agreed on that you cannot be a part of society anymore or at least very limited to mm -hmm. the people that you have access to and i'm i'm okay with that as long as they're treated humanely and that's that's another problem i mean that's a whole other problem but right yeah yeah um so those extreme examples let's throw those out because i'm not talking about the extreme examples like that i'm talking about um but even in some of those extreme cases people have really turned their lives around you know yeah this the human the yeah. human in us is naturally a monster and mm -hmm. i think there's a big thing to be said to when are you hopeless and you're like i'm just a monster and i give up and you mm -hmm. have learned helplessness and it's over and then you become nihilistic and then you might lead into anarchy and you know i'm mm -hmm. i'm not saying this is a slippery slope guarantee but it is a path mm -hmm. right and if you keep walking down the path it goes somewhere that other civilizations have experienced yeah um and then there's something to say living above those monster tendencies and, you know, accepting other monsters and being an individual and walking correctly uh, to the best of your abilities. It's just huge. And I, I love how Lovecraft Country made all of the heroes imperfect. Mm -hmm. All of the heroes were monsters and they all had to even the monsters were humans, mm -hmm. even um, the love that the that the main villain basically has for um, the, that one woman mm -hmm. that. That was there was even even though at the end it was still I was using you right, mm -hmm. but the love was still real and so you know uh, it's just we the gray is so real and yeah. I you know I if you're listening your podcast uh, listener and you've been listening for a long time and we used to be very much speaking in the uh, generalization and I still love speaking that way <laughs> in many ways. But I do agree that there are individuality and there's gray in a lot of areas as well. Yeah. Uh, and Lovecraft did that very well. Yeah, I sure did. I sure did. Um, I want to bring up one last thing about mm. we were talking about the power at play um, and the, how the white community has been in power for a long time. Uh, there's an episode called Whitey's on the Moon. Mm -hmm. uh, um, <laughs> and uh, that was it. it <laughs> That poem was like, God, I mean, that, that kicked my ass. I was like, oh, my God. What can you say to that? Because it's yeah. really funny. The, the, the white ambition is something to be marveled at because I don't think it is. And it, might, and it, it might be America. It might be, you know, it might be in other places. It might not just be white people. But in the, in the black American experience. It's like, yo, these white people, oh wow, they're trying to go in caves. <laughs> they're trying to <laughs> mm -hmm. they're trying to go to the moon. Meanwhile, I'm over here in poverty. Like, yeah. what are they doing? And yeah. and it's uh there was an episode on Woke that was just like this, where everyone's trying to save a, a damn panda or something like that, mm -hmm. some animal mm -hmm. when you know people are in despair. And so I that that episode was really compelling. And I, I loved how they would layer poems and just spoken word or just mm -hmm. random things to really you can't miss the point <laughs> yeah 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 it was great it was great and, and it, it does speak to something and i mean I, when we say white and black I, I think we're we're talking about the pseudoscientific made-up racial classifications that we're stuck in we're not mm -hmm. talking about what we really are in that like um caucasian or african-american or whatever you want to call us like those are ethnicities separate from, I just, I, I don't know why I, I feel like that needs to be said. Yeah. Thank you. Thank <laughs> uh, you. Just because I mean, yeah, but, but I do see that in, in white culture that 
that drive that drive to be the first i mean that is all like there are some there were some some black and uh, african explorers at the turn of the 19th century um uh, and 20th century but for the most part it was western expansion it was that idea of like going out and um that was like we got to be the first we got to get there and it and and the the people suffered you know like the 60s were really tough on a lot of people in this country and sure we made it to the moon that's great <laughs> we still have systemic racism and, and oppression in the country and yeah. gosh I would i would trade one for the other in a heartbeat uh you know what i mean i mean i mean the moon space is cool um i think <laughs> we we wouldn't have you know i the one thing i know we wouldn't have if we didn't go to space i feel like we wouldn't have guardians of the galaxy with <laughs> such in-depth uh animation um so thank you you know neil armstrong and you guys nasa uh, other than that i don't know what we've gotten that's just me you know and yeah. i could be ignorant there but i don't know what this what space has to offer us there's not even oxygen which is like the number one thing we need <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i could you know i'm sure there's a case to be made and i and i and i really can i really like the the writers that wrote the fiction that got us to the moon that's really what i'm on like yeah. you know what i'm saying like old weird tales or uh, you know asmov magazine or like even before that when uh they were doing like uh around the world in 80 days or man on the moon like just those films like those those people that were those got us there because they gave us the vision Mm -hmm. to get to that place and i think that 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 ties into this show because it gives us it gives white and black folks a vision for what for what can be done like it Mm -hmm. shows you know any i think sounds i feel awful saying this but any show that shows black people as human is what's mm-hmm. needed right now. Like we need white people need to see that black people are our equals in every way. Not victims. Not, uh, yeah. Most of these movies are victim movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and like I was telling you earlier, maybe before the show, Detroit is yeah. a great movie. Well, not everyone's a victim, but it's very much victimhood and mm-hmm. it's painful. Mm-hmm. And it's real. Mm-hmm. Those people do go through that. Mm-hmm. But Lovecraft Country none of that Mm. i don't i don't feel like anyone on the show at all is ever a victim yeah um it's just so good yeah yeah well uh we didn't get into the cthulhu mythos which you know that's a whole other thing Mm. we didn't get into hp lovecraft was a a crazy racist guy uh (laughs) but you know uh i love that his work is being used to uh to celebrate uh black people i think it's great i think it's great and and uh why not why not that's that's you know because because what we're doing a lot of times is we're labeling people that's racist so you're done 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 so canceled whatever you're racist but his work is being used to really celebrate (laughs) black lives really (laughs) yes like Okay. take that <laughs> he's he might be rolling his grave i don't know where he is right now in his in his spiritual journey i don't know if he's made reconciled he's, or what they did that he was in one of the episodes when they were like he was that ghost came out get out of my house get oh, out of my yeah. house 
that's him right now, rolling in his grave. Oh, like, what? maybe, maybe, man. Wow, I didn't think about that. That was full crazy. circle. Full circle. The episode, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> you can't escape. <laughs> Well, uh, this has been a great episode, Chris, as always. Um, thanks for everybody that's listening. I appreciate letting us take a little bit of a break. Uh, I, I, we didn't plan on it, but I think we both needed it. Uh, so we'll get back to it this week and uh, hope you guys are safe. Have a safe Halloween. And, uh, uh, you know, them COVID numbers are rising. So wear your mask, wash your hands, all that stuff. Please, please want to keep you all healthy. So um, winter is coming. Winter, oh boy, winter is coming. <laughs> Uh, any last thoughts, Chris? No, um, we just love y'all rocking with us. Yeah. Please watch Lovecraft Country. If you have a weak stomach, um, have have a bag handy. And, um, <laughs> uh, but it, it is really amazing. Uh, love to hear your comments. Leave those. Um, and please give us five stars or rate us how you feel. Find us on Facebook. Uh, let's have this conversation because Lovecraft Country was really amazing for me. You know, me and Richie got to share our thoughts, but we want to hear yours as well. So uh, reach out to us and we just love rocking with y'all. Peace out. Peace.